Hey weirdo, what's your superpower? And how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 2 of Just Us Weirdos, a weekly serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your power might be. I'm Charlie White, and I'm here to tell you we're going to do something a little different today. You see, the whole reason we got into kids podcasting was to make a ton of money. But for some reason, we haven't made any money yet. So you know what we decided to do? We decided to get sponsors. Yay! Everybody loves tuning into their favorite podcast and hearing about products they're not going to buy. Isn't that right, Gabe? Yeah, they sure do love it. So before we hear about today's show, everyone, get comfortable. Here's a word from our sponsors. Has this ever happened to you? Hey kids, it's pizza time! Yay, pizza! I love pizza! What kind of topping should we get? Pepperoni, Pepperoni and sausage! Pineapple's gross! No, sausage is gross! If you kids can't agree on a pizza, we're gonna have to eat grass! Why'd we have to get pizza? Life is pain and suffering. Woe is me! Pizza time doesn't have to be like this. Introducing Auntie Antoinette's pick em off Pizza. Our specially prepared pizzas have every topping in the world. Yay! But that's too many toppings! What to do? When you get an Auntie Antoinette's pick em off Pizza, you just take off what you don't like, because everyone loves doing that, right? Auntie Antoinette's pizza comes with pepperoni, mozzarella, mushroom, bacon, garlic, onion, basil, pineapple, olives, pepper, oregano, chicken, corn, salami, meatballs, tofu, goats, eggs, salmon, arugula, broccoli, granite, eggplant, and habanero peppers. So, go to your grocery store and ask for Auntie Antoinette's today. Your kids will go from... Whoa! To... Whoa! In no time flat, Auntie Antoinette's pick em off pizza. Wow, Gabe, I feel so lucky that we finally have a sponsor. We're just going to have to watch the mailbox for that money to start piling in. All right. Last episode on Just Us Weirdos, you may remember that we finally checked in with ButlerBot. They may just be a broken robot head in a backpack on the back of a supervillain's plane, but there is some thought happening in that robot brain of theirs. There's also a superpower developing. Butlerbot, it seems, can sense nearby superpowers. Speaking of that supervillain's plane, the supervillain is Mrs. Ponzo, who's figured out how to give superpowers to endangered animals. And it looks like Dagny Work is teaming up with Mrs. Bonzone in a possibly misguided attempt to stop Mrs. Work. Kirby and Amina think this is such a bad idea that they jump out of a plane to get away from her. Meanwhile, on the other ground, Jules Jones has teamed up with two new superheroes, Rainbow Chaser, otherwise known as Fisher Welsh, and the Teal Titan, whose real name is Tony Tabegda. Today, we're going to look down at the ground to see what happens when these five heroes meet. But first, a content warning. Today's episode contains scenes that may be offensive to mature ears. These include scenes of vandalism of corn, 
insulting other people's superpowers, and even more spanking. So if you're worried that any of this content may not be appropriate for your adult, you can distract them by asking them to coordinate a pizza order for 10 other children. For the rest of you, it's time to get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. Because it's time for issue number 30 of Just Us Weirdos. The New Weirdos. A cornfield outside Quadropolis. Moments after the kiss. So, Kirby says, looking at his feet. Yeah, Amina agrees. Could we just pretend that never happened? Kirby asks. That usually doesn't work, Amina says. I mean, we both know, and we're going to be awkward around each other if we just ignore it. So we have to pretend to be grown-ups and then deal with it? Yeah, unless something really weird happens to distract us. I don't think a distraction is just going to fall out of the A giant streak appears out of the sky towards the heroes, and Amina barely jumps out of the way in time. Whoa, was that a giant blue meteor that just landed between us? I'd describe it as more of a green, Kirby says, waving away the dust that's rising out of the crater that has appeared in the cornfield. Like, it's totes teal, people, comes a voice from the crater. Kirby and Amina step toward the edge and peer in. Tony Tabegda, the teal titan, is standing in the center of the crater with an apparently sleeping Jules Jones at her feet. Tony looks down at him, then says to her friends, I saved him from the rhino, but he passed out on the way up. Wait, are you a flyer? Kirby asks. As if. I can just sort of jump pretty high. As she talks, Amina tries to reach a hand down into the crater to help Tony out, but Tony ignores it. Instead, she slides an arm under the unconscious Jules' shoulders. Then she taps a hand on her ugly teal shorts, sending her in a 15-foot jump out of the crater and into the cornfield. So you just jump? Kirby says. How high did you jump to do this? He gestures toward the massive crater at their feet. Oh, like... 500 feet or something, Tony says, as Kirby opens his mouth to begin to ask scientific questions about things like the law of preservation of momentum and the inverse square law, Tony waves a finger in his face to shush him. Look, I can't explain my power. I got zapped by nuclear energy in a submarine that was painted the ugliest color in the world. Now I seem to have super strength, but only against things that are the same color as the ugly sub. As long as I'm wearing that color, I seem to be, like, invulnerable or something. And I can just sort of lift myself up? Kirby sputters. But, 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 physics, that, that doesn't... He's interrupted by a thundering sound as a massive metal-plated van rips through the cornfield and almost crashes right into the crater. It screeches to a halt, and a wild-haired older boy, Fisher Welsh, the Rainbow Chaser, steps out. Rainbow's van, which he calls Storm Runner, has left a beaten-down trail through the cornfield. And about one soccer field away from the kids, a rhino is running toward them, 
its head down in a charge. The snot rhino is right on my tail. Quick, Amina shouts. Stand on the far side of the crater. As her friends move to follow her directions, gathering in front of Stormrunner, Amina runs to the side closest to the rhino and drags her finger in a line across the broken corn, leaving a silvery line on the ground where she touches. As the snot rhino approaches, she pulls on the line and the snot rhino stumbles over the rope that she's created. The creature tumbles right into the crater. 20 minutes later. I know that snot rhino has somehow been programmed to hate us, Kirby says, but I still feel pretty bad about leaving him in a pit like that. The team of heroes is now driving down a country road in the Storm Runner, finally getting a moment to catch their breath. I left a note for the farmer, Welsh says. Yeah, Tony says, but like, I don't know how much good it does to say, sorry we broke your corn. Also, there's a super-powered rhino hidden somewhere in that field. Welsh shrugs. Maybe they'll call Binary Consolidated to help. Jules, who has since woken up, shakes his head. Binary, we started all this to try to stop them. But Mrs. Work still has the Caduceus, and she still has Bernie Connors. We have to save Bernie and get that magic bracelet away from her. Amina nods, and it seems like Dagny is going after her too. But not on our side. We gotta somehow stop Mrs. Ponzone and her army of superpowered endangered animals. And maybe stop Dagny too, if she doesn't come to her senses. I have an idea about that. Dagny still has Butlerbot. If you can get me to a place with the right hardware, like sneak me into a lab at Binary, I think I can build a machine to track down where Butlerbot is, and that helps us find Dagny. Like, I don't mean to be rude, Tony says, but some of your powers are totes terrible. I'd hate to hear what you have to say if you did mean to be rude, Jules says. Sorry, Tony says, but look at yourself. You can turn into a fish, but only when you're wet. Jules' cheeks burn. I can also jump. But, like, only when you're wet, right? Jules sadly nods. You gotta let Rainbow help you out with that. What's that supposed to mean? Amina says. Rainbow Chaser here? He has the superpower to get a wish from a leprechaun. Welsh shakes his head and says, They're called the tribe? Whatevs. He's gotta find a rainbow. And he can only make a wish about someone with a superpower. And he can only do it once per super. He should do it for all of us. Yeah, I should, Welsh says. But I can only make one wish per rainbow. I've already upgraded Tony by giving her the power to lift herself up. Jules, I think it makes sense to take care of you next. So it's a plan, Kirby says. Amina, Tony, and I will head to Binary. I'll find a lab to build the Butlerbot tracker. While we're there, Amina and Tony will try to find Bernie and the Caduceus. And Welsh and Jules, you two will go find a rainbow and teach fish out of water a new trick. We've got company, Welsh yells, stabbing a finger at a monitor inside Stormrunner. One of the cameras shows a drone hovering above them. It's a Binary Hunter drone. Perfect, Amina says, with an eager look on her face. 
Those things almost trapped all of us, Jewel says. And now they've found us here? How is that perfect? Amina unbuckles her seatbelt and opens the back of the van. Get me up there, she yells to Tony while pointing at the drone. Tony looks confused, but she unbuckles herself too, grabs Amina under her arms, and then she spanks her teal shorts, propelling them out of the back of the racing van and up into the air. The drone makes evasive maneuvers, but Amina jumps away from Tony in midair and grabs onto the back of the drone. The sticky foot cannon on the drone spins around towards Amina, but she quickly uses her fingertip to sketch a circle around it. Amina reaches up and tugs on that circle, and it transforms into a rope and then a lasso. She pulls it tight and yanks the cannon off of the bottom of the drone. The drone wiggles to try to shake Amina off, but the hero holds on tightly and presses her face up to the camera mounted to the bottom of the drone. Hey, Mrs. Work, she says. Don't worry. I know who I am now, and I'm coming for you. You better get ready. Thank you, dear listener. Find us online at justusweirdos.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast and interact with us. Please remember you can email us at hero at justusweirdos.com or reach us on Twitter or Facebook at Just Us Weirdos. Thanks to Joe Carnwath, who wrote, performed, and produced our theme music with Trumpet by James Carnwath. Check out Joe's music online at joecarnwath.com or find him on Spotify. The song you're hearing right now is Cinderella, used by permission from Love Hustler, who you can also find on Spotify. And lastly, thank you for sticking with us through our format change as we introduce sponsors to the show. We promise that aside from that brief advertisement up front, it's not going to change anything about who we are or the stories we tell or what we believe in. So, thanks for listening, and remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, don't forget to order an Andy Antoinette's Pick'em Off Pizza, found at your local grocery store. See you next week, weirdos.